Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. Last week, I told you about the Canadian Government Commission report on the Emergency Measures Act that was used to end the Freedom Convoy. In the past three years, governments have been in transition as they have been dealing with COVID. The question is, transition into what? Is it good or is it bad? If not good, what can be done to change the course? We all have human rights, yes, but what is often overlooked in people's protests for their rights is, along with rights, goes responsibilities too. As Christians, we have our responsibilities to be light, to be truth, to the extent that we are currently humanly able to, and to shine on righteousness that we see. Note that I don't just say that we should be decrying unrighteousness that we see, but we should also be pointing out the righteousness that is in the world. So let's take a look at what is happening in Western democracies, using Canada as an example, just as it was used as an example for many protests around the world when they saw the Canadian truckers in their freedom convoy a year ago. Since the declaration of the global pandemic, governments around the world have instituted various policies in the hopes of decreasing the effects of the virus. Obviously, somebody had to do something about it. It's not as obvious that the science has demonstrated the usefulness of these policies, or whether they've done more harm than good. The underlying question is, who has the authority to decide these policies? Is it you or me as individuals, our family, businesses, the church, or the state? In Canada, it has certainly been the federal government that has taken this on. I knew long before the pandemic was declared that the phrase, for your safety, was a powerful weapon that could be used by governments to promote their agenda. Over the past three years, various policies have gotten the public to do things that no one thought possible five years ago. In many countries, the government approach has been punitive. We've come up with a good idea to deal with this, so everybody do it or you'll get a big fine. These ideas have included business closures, mask mandates, limits to number of people who can enter stores, restaurants, venues, and even family homes vaccination passports, quarantining of healthy people, curfews. Some small business owners tried to object. Many went bankrupt. For whatever reasons, big chain stores by and large were considered essential and so were only minimally impacted. As I said last time, the truckers also objected in Canada and many other places. 
Several churches were walked down from time to time in various provinces. Churches' essential marches took place in Canadian cities and across North America with thousands of supporters. A huge non-story in the legacy media in Canada last spring was the arrest of several pastors for continuing to hold church services in Alberta and other provinces after lockdowns were declared. They have been uh, in and out of prison and uh, having bail hearings and court appearances ever since. The phrase the separation of church and state has been bandied about a lot, particularly in the United States. This might be a good time to attempt a well-needed clarification since there's been so much confusion around this phrase. What is it and what it isn't? And I'd like to take it even a step further. Well, it is not the freedom of governments from religion. It is intended, or was intended, as the freedom of religions from government, because the Founding Fathers had come from uh, countries where they had seen that there was a national religion, and they wanted very much to avoid all the nastiness that went along with that. What this meant was, if I was the king and I was Catholic, I declared the country to be Catholic, and all of you citizens were now Catholic. Or if I was Muslim, then everyone had to be Muslim. Or if I was Presbyterian, everyone had to practice the traditions of Presbyterianism. The Founding Fathers in the United States wanted to get away from that and ensure that all citizens had the freedom to choose their religion and their freedom to practice their religion. This, of course, meant that their freedom to have the schools of their religion and to vote if they were electing representatives or if they were representatives in the House, to vote according to their conscience, according to their principles of their religion. It came from the realization that there are different spheres of sovereignty and that the government sphere and church sphere needed to stay out of each other's lane. I can accept that the government is in place for my protection and gets to make decisions on my behalf in the best interest of the society as a whole. And some of these will affect my daily life. The government in a just society respects its limitations. For instance, the state does not get to determine when the sun will rise each day or when it will start to get hot in summer or how hot or how long. It's not within their jurisdiction. Yes, they can control train schedules and set up a standard time for what time it is in mountain time, in the mountain time zone when the sun rises, but not to actually change when the sun will rise or how hot the sun will be. That's within God's sovereignty. So also the family. The government don't get to decide who is in the same family, how it's organized, who is the head of the household. Yes, they can make laws against child abuse, etc., for the benefit of society, but not to determine the family dynamic. And also within the church. In Christianity, Christ is the head of the church. He declares who is to manage it and how. And only Christ gets to decide whether going to church on a Sunday is a service that is essential to the parishioners or not. 
is also individual sovereignty. I get to decide what kind of career I want, where I want to work. However, in Canada, the Quebec government has come up with legislation a couple of years ago that people whose religion requires them to wear a hijab or a kippah can no longer apply to be a doctor, to be a teacher or a lawyer. That is not a career that they are allowed to have anymore. So this is an example of the government's sovereignty impinging on the individual sovereignty and church. The family and the church are domains of life within human society which have their own laws and do not owe their existence to the state. They are not subservient to the state. There are families and people worshipping their God in every country and have been since before there was any kind of government. A just state will recognize these different spheres of governance within a society and stay within their own sphere. However, in Canada, both in provincial and federal governments, I've seen the tendency to become more and more authoritarian, both before and after the declaration of the pandemic. And the principle of momentum says that something tends to keep going in the same direction unless acted upon by another force. What is that direction? I hardly dare posit an answer to that. And if you aren't Canadian, that's fine. However, I am mentioning this because, as Canada may be on the leading edge of this, many countries are following suit. So what can Christians do? Especially those up in Canada, what can they do about it? Well, by all means, use the rights that God has given you, whatever government you have. But also remember the responsibilities as Christians that we have to be the light to the world, to walk in righteousness, to walk in righteousness and watch it catch on in those people around us. To remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ, regardless of what their politics are, or who they vote for. More on mixing politics and religion next week, as we live in the kingdom of God while under another government, while we're here on earth. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on Earth as it is in Heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you. 